Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go. We're off to a good start. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Steve, how are you? I am fan fucking tastic, Dave. Miserable with the side. Uh, and uh, yes, I do believe just a point is miserable. I have been to Maple Fest up in St. Albans, Vermont, twice now, each day that it's been on. And I've been to the same lady, uh, the owner of a, a shop that's opening up here mid June called the Hangry Donut or Hangry the Donut Bar. That's the proper name. Dave, she was serving up a cinnamon sugar donut that she cut in half, dipped in batter, made French toast out of, and then topped it with candied maple bacon, real Vermont maple syrup, some whipped cream on the side. I've had it twice now. I, I, I dream about this now. It is absolutely incredible. And the regular donuts that they have too are, are just so good. They're, uh, you know, some of these fancier flavors, like they had a, a salted maple as well as the cinnamon sugar for, you know, Maple Fest. But it's not like overpowering in any way. It's not too sweet. Not like, you know, you take a bite out of it and it just hurts your teeth. It's very well done. You can taste the flavor without it being overwhelming. And the donut dough itself is just incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get fat visiting that place uh, this summer. But if anybody ever makes their way up to, to St. Albans, Vermont sometime after June, you got to check them out. They're right downtown. Absolutely incredible stuff. I might go back tomorrow for more. I mean, why not? I'm here. Steve, I can't speak for Mike, but you had me a bacon, to be honest with you, man. I was I was hooked uh, at that point. So excited to hear more about it or maybe find my way there at some point, which which I know the two of you will mockingly laugh at as I say that out loud. But hey, I'm going <laughs> to say it anyway. Mike, how about you, buddy? How you doing? Uh, the thought of craft donuts really, uh, really gets my taste buds going. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm excited to go. I missed I missed going today with the family. Uh, my wife and kids went up uh, to the Maple Fest. Uh, you know, everything's overpriced. Uh, it's it's not necessarily a touristy thing. It's it can be a touristy thing. It should be a touristy thing. They should kind of you know get people to to come from out outside of vermont to come here but to go to this thing but uh i think you know the food is all worth it it's it's like it's basically a carnival atmosphere with a craft show thrown in <laughs> and so they Ooh, actually do <laughs> they do they do like uh so it's all carnival food right and it's all like fair food um and i what i what i love about that is it cuts out the middleman it cuts out having to go on all the rides and do all that crap because you know what you like as an adult you know especially as a parent you know what you go to the fair for and it's not to go on the rides i mean let's be honest it's about the food um so today i missed out because i got called into work um i didn't really have a choice but to go in because um i wasn't on call so when you're not on call and you get called in it's double time. So you get paid double for that time. And uh, I, I couldn't not go. And But I did tell them, I was like, as long as I'm out by noon, 
I'm all good to go. And uh, it all worked out. I was very happy. Drove uh, drove down to Goodwater. It's a quick, you know, eight to ten minute drive from from where I work. Drove to Goodwater. Got myself uh, a beer that uh, my my good buddy Aaron, uh, the general manager there, uh, they haven't they haven't uh, released it yet because uh, they don't have a label design for the can. Um, but they uh, they had a Berliner Weiss that they just brewed. For the first time, that's what I was drinking, Steve. I'm very sorry. Uh, that's, right. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I I, I had Damn. to keep it on the DL, you know. But I always get to try these fun things, and um, and it uh, so it it made me happy. And then um, kick off. And then the game happened. <laughs> then kick off. Actually, the, the first happened. five minutes. Uh, you know, I mean, but anyway. We'll get into that crap. How about you, Dave? How was your uh, how's your week been? Your weekend? Ah, good question. My week was, um, I guess I would just call it typical, which is always a good thing, right? When there's nothing too eventful. Um, I kind of feel like what I'm about to say. I feel like um, Hank on the movie Old School, right? Was that was that Will Ferrell's character's name? Was Hank, Hank the Tank? Yeah, Hank the Tank. <laughs> like, Frank the Tank, is, actually, this, but it's Frank. That's right. Frank the Tank. Thank you. Um, love that movie. Just forgot his name. My, <laughs> this is how this is how bad or or good my day today was. Um, got up, watched a little bit of Premier League football that didn't involve Spurs. Watched a little bit of Drive to Survive on on Netflix because I have a burgeoning F one interest that Mike and I like talking about. I watched a terrible football match that involved Tottenham Hotspur. Um, I hard boiled a bunch of eggs that I wanted to get hard boiled. Now that I'm good at it. Um, Folks on the uh, on the extra inch uh, Discord, um, or at least the beer thread, know that I didn't know what I was doing, but now I do know how to adequately adequately hard boil eggs. I grilled a bunch of chicken to help get the family through the week. Then I grilled some burgers, and then I ran out of propane for my grill, so I went to get more propane and finish things off. And then I sat down to record a podcast with you two guys. That's how exciting Frank the Tank's uh, Saturday was today. Pretty you are Frank the Tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, the I, only thing that middle ages. Middle age is a blissful place to be, you know, but I didn't you didn't have time for that back beyond though, did you? <laughs> didn't have time. It's too too far of a drive, man. Way too far of a drive. Um yeah, I I I did uh I also when I got home yesterday, we're uh we're rebuilding our deck and uh, adding adding on to it. So we're going to keep the the old deck that we have and just expand it and then we're going to do like a patio deck, a lower patio deck off to the side. Um and it extends uh behind my garage. And uh, I got home yesterday and I had the joy of uh, taking apart the railings in the privacy fence on uh, on a 30-year-old deck that was uh, not properly preserved. So every time I tried to turn a screw, it either stripped immediately or uh, the screw head broke off. So I had a fun time taking that apart. It took me three hours last night. I went to uh, power wash it today. And uh, sure enough, my power washer didn't work because uh, I have some gaskets uh, that that are missing or uh, rotted out. So I had to borrow the neighbors uh, and I go to hook that up. Turns out the uh, the threaded end of my hose has a crack in between the threads. So it was spraying water everywhere. So now I have to wait and go get a hose tomorrow to do it tomorrow. Um, But. That's my project that day today, and it, that didn't work out. I, I did have a fire last night, the first fire of the year, and it was wonderful. 
I, I stayed out there that, until that's it was awesome. five degrees and my toes were frozen. <laughs> I do plan. Uh, I'm hoping to stack a little wood tomorrow for the purpose of outdoor fires. Excited about that. And uh, you guys know this. We've had two bathroom projects going on in our house for the past 10 months. And I would say that flight has landed full sets of wheels are on the ground and we are taxiing to the gate right now. So I am uh, excited to be hopefully in the final phase of uh, not having, not having that going on because that, that's that awesome, is man. Yeah. That is about awesome. freaking time. Absolutely. But Hey, let's, let's talk about less exciting things like Spurs. Um, Mike, you want to get after it first? What'd you, what'd you see today? Now, bearing in mind, you were with a group of people at a public place. So the viewing experience is a little bit different, right? But uh, what'd you see today? Uh so today uh, I, I was very uh, hesitant to make any predictions today um, based on my prediction that I was, that we were going to, you know, walk all over uh, Brighton uh, and, and we didn't. Uh, so I said, I'm going to, I'm going to lay off. And um it was it, it it was not an enjoyable game. The first five minutes of the game, Spurs, uh, the passing, nice one touch passing, um, the balls bouncing around. Um, we were progressing the ball. Um, everybody looked on the front foot, and then I don't know what happened. It seems like there might be um, to me maybe some sort of formula developing to to beat whatever system it is uh i i honestly think it's it might it could be just maybe a, a one-off or a one and a half off um but we've yet to see spurs put together two you know two good halves of football this year um you know i i just it, i don't even know what to say about this game it was like you know, sometimes like you're watching your favorite TV show and you nod off a little bit and you miss like five, six minutes and then you wake back up and you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, I didn't miss anything. That's how I felt today. You know, um, Kane didn't get any service. Um, Sonny looked like he was running all over the place. Uh, Kulisowski, I think he gets bored. Um, and, and, when he's not given service. Um, but you know, it, it, it all comes down to the fact that there's a formula that's developing to beat this system. And that's, you know, and, and, and it has to, you would have to have the midfield to be able to, to be able to do it. Right. Um, we, we saw it with Chelsea early on and with Conte, uh, and we see it, we're seeing it now. Um, you have to have the midfield. And if you have the midfielders that, that can, that can make runs to fill lanes, to fill passing lanes, and to just be a general annoyance to our midfielders, it's it's going to break that system. It just seems to me that that's happening. I, you know, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no expert on it, but to me, um, when the passing lanes are cut off and you can't get the ball into the to the big three up front nothing happens, you know, nothing happens. And, and, um, and th that's where needing a creative midfielder comes in. You know, you can't just expect to sit back and allow 
um, have teams allow Spurs to to have joy and have the ball, right? Um, our defending was terrible. Sessegnon was I, – I can't even say rusty. I mean, he looked lost from second one of the game. He looked lost till he was pulled. Um, you know I what's think, sad about that, Mike, is that was totally predictable. Like, you know he's going to come in like that. My my wonder my wonder is yeah 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 my wonder is why was he why was he even in there? You know, with we have Reggie right, um, and Reggie like Sessegnon hadn't even come in on on a on a substitution from his injury, so you put him in there to start and then you play him sixty eight minutes. I mean that's that's silly. I think Conte is like. I don't know what his deal is, but it, maybe he's getting in his own in, in his own head. Maybe he's thinking that, oh, look at us, look at us, look at us. We can do this and this and this. We can just plug and play with these guys. You can't plug and play with these guys. Sessignon wasn't ready for that. He's not ready. He hasn't been ready for prime time yet. You know, we we can't we can't have a guy who comes in and has a good match and then you anoint him the the second coming. You have to have a run of good matches. You have to have a you know, you have to have pages taken out in the book saying he did this, this, and this in the, you know, in the history book. Um, I think you see that with a guy like Kulisevsky who came in, fit right in. You know, you can't say this guy is good. He has the skills to do it, but he has to have, like, those guys have to have service. Um, but I feel like the right move would have been Reggie. Uh, on the other side, Emerson didn't, I think he started out well developed and fell back into old habits. Um, lots of times he was further back. It was really weird because he was further back uh, on the, on the offensive push than our, than our right center back, <laughs> which, which to me was weird. Uh, but of course, you know, it's Romero. He's going to push up when he has the ball, he's going to push up when he wants to push up, he's going to push up. He can get back, but like on some of those counters, like, you know, you saw Emerson, going back to fill spot a spot that Romero should have been. And Romero was not good in the first half. The second half came. And I think that you saw a little bit of a turnaround defensively. Harry Kane saved the fucking game for us. Um, Twice in one sequence, right? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I can't say Hugo was bad. I mean, he wasn't great. Nobody was great. It was just a boring game to watch. And, and, uh, I can't imagine a person who came in watching the game uh, who had never seen soccer before would watch this game and go, man, that's exciting. (laughs) It was just boring all around. The only guy who wanted to run around and be a fucking lunatic maniac the entire game was Hoybeard. And I don't care what you want to say about him. Again, I keep saying this. The guy works his ass off. He wants to be the guy and, and, you know, he wants to be the leader of the team. He's showing that he's the leader of that team, but nobody wants to take direction. Nobody else wants to step up and be the leader of the team. Then this is what you get. You get a loss, a one, nothing loss in the 91st minute against Brighton. And then you get a zero, zero disgusting, stupid Sorry for using those words, but uh, just 
awful draw, like boring. I like, I didn't even want to be there the last 20 minutes of the game. I could have just gone home and not wasted my time. One question before we move on. What, what two words do you wish you had used instead of disgusting and stupid? I'm curious what, what those would have been. Well, you know, in my, in my house, we don't use the word stupid. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's just fucking crazy. Why would you use that fucking word? (laughs) Well, it's, it, my, it comes from my wife being an educator, right? In, in early, uh, hey, I get it, man. We have we the same rule. In early childhood educator, you can't say the S word. You can't say stupid. You can't say shut up. Those are two things you can't say. Meanwhile, you know? Steve's little guy knows how to say beer already. So, you know, he, he's well-trained. He's good to go. <laughs> hey, Steve, I want to ask you a question as you, and you can segue into your, your analysis from there, if that's okay. Dave, I please. would like to know, I'd like to know why it is that, Every team, with the exception of maybe Man City, every team, especially teams of lesser quality than us, and Brentford is a is a good team, but they're still a lesser quality team than Spurs, I would argue. Why is it that every team has the ability to game plan for Spurs, but we don't have the ability to game plan for them? What What is your perspective on that? Like, why can't we figure out how to crack other people's codes? Well, this is where I'm actually kind of fascinated because the post-game from Conte, he basically said that after Brighton, they practiced in training how to cope with 10 men behind the ball. So it's not that they're not preparing for it. For me, I just don't think Spurs have the personnel to deal with that. You know, Mike talked a lot about the midfield. For me, and honestly, in Conte's system, it falls on the wingbacks who have just been abysmal i mean mike was spot on sessignon was lost emerson was just bad uh for most of that game when you're setting yourself up to have crosses whipped in from your wing backs one of them um sessignon is getting forward and is you know maybe overthinking or not playing the right ball but he's pushing forward and just doesn't have an end product and the other one is sitting further back than Romero and and maybe even Dyer at times, you got nothing coming in from, from your wingbacks. And if that's not happening and you've got that low block situation, you need a creative presence in the midfield to try to drill through. We don't have that. We have not had that since Erickson left. Can I ask you a question, Steve? Yeah. We looked a little bit better, I feel, once Sessignon, like a little, actually a lot better. Once Sessignon went off, and Davis pushed up to wing back, and and it, we all laughed at it at the time when Davidson Sanchez came in as as a substitution. I forgot Dave was on the team. To be honest, I love, with you, you, know? you know, I love Dave. I love Dave. I love, I love him. Good old number. Well, that's got to be. I mean, for oh, me, that's oh, reliable. <laughs> reliable number six. <laughs> That's, but for me, that's it. That's indicative of exactly what I'm saying that the wing backs were just shit. The first two subs, Sassignon and Emerson. I mean, this is uh, Conte is trying to push this system on the team. And there's a part of me that just says, look, you don't have the guys to do it. Stop trying to force it. Um, but then there's the other part that's like, you know, by and large, 80% of that starting lineup is probably going to be the starting lineup for next season so you have to fucking learn how to play within the system that Conte is pushing out right like why would he an accomplished manager waste his time spending 
what, four or five months trying to create a system that he's just going to, you know, crumple up and throw in the trash as soon as summer starts. It sucks that we don't have the players for it, particularly after Doherty went down with the injury and, you know, that, that was the end of that. I, I honestly, if you look at when that injury happened and the results since then, there's a pretty strong correlation that suddenly we've got, we're just impotent, which is just awful. Like, can you guys imagine us sitting here even two or three months ago thinking, okay, Matt Doherty is going to be the linchpin of this team? Because I sure shit couldn't. And now it looks like since we've lost him, it's game over. We just don't have anything to do at this point. Emerson has not been good really at all in this wingback system. Sessignon's lost. Reggie is not really familiar with the role i think between the two of them they offer different options on that left hand side but neither option is what we need and that is a consistent threat down that that left hand side it it really is going to be a difficult end of the season if conte can't figure out how to make at least at least one of those three competent in that position i don't even want to go as far as to say you know excelling or or even good just like don't shit the bed every single fucking game i i don't know what it is i don't know what he's got to do to to figure it out or you know part of me is just you know thinking let's just nuke the entire situation and find somebody in the academy who's willing to play that position and put the effort in um you know that's another high risk high reward type situation it's not gonna work and goes Steve probably jumping not off the bridge. he's jumping off the bridge he knows it's... the waters are icy but he's jumping off <laughs> like he gone yeah it, it's it's just a pain in the ass you know i i the more and more that i think about brighton and brentford it's it's just the system that we're set up and we just don't have the players for it we need better players in these positions for sure without a doubt i don't think any of our wingbacks are are safe um doherty an argument could be made he's got that locked down but again season ending injury who knows if he's going to come back and you know get that form back based on the last couple of weeks i'd say he's worth taking a punt on at least a backup role but yeah you know i'm one of Cesar Reggie's got to be out the door, I'm sure, um, for a replacement to come in. Emerson, he might be out the door as well. <sighs> Midfields, yeah, we're probably going to look for a creative presence. We're probably going to need a backup striker. But that's, you know, four different positions right off the bat that we need in order to give us something different to work with. Which means we'll get it's- two of them, right? If we're lucky, we'll get two of them, right? We might get one yeah. good, you know, high profile move and then like six or seven guys that are like fringe players. Yeah, exactly. A bunch of randoms. I, I here, Here's my thing. I, I keep Reggie. Uh, I long, like Reggie. As long as Reggie wants to stay around and doesn't want to go back to fucking Spain. But <clears throat> I still don't get how he, how he can still be. Every single year, it's like at the end of the year, it's like, oh, he might get, he might go back. He might go back. How is this written into his contract that like year after year after year, it's like we, we have to worry about him leaving? 
Right? I don't understand. You know what though, Mike? Here's the thing about Reggie, though. Just my opinion. I, I like Reggie. I like him a lot. Problem is, when I think about Reggie versus Sessignon, Reggie up in that corner in an attacking mode, I never think for a second he's going to put a nice crossing ball in for somebody to play. No, but Sess, you at least know there's a possibility that he's going to put a cross in that, but he hasn't that could result that. in something. If his mind is in the game. No, but but he but he doesn't play enough, right? And then worried. he gets hurt. And then yeah. except except before Sess got hurt this last time, he had a run of what four or five games and he actually looked relatively comfortable. I'm curious what would have happened had he not he gone down. Worried that to me. He looks worried and he looks lo- he looks like he's not sure of what he's doing all the time. But here's here's why I keep Reggie over Sessignon. And it, and it has nothing to do with tactical uh, with tactical play or ability to play the game. It I, because I love Sessignon and I've loved him for a number of years now. My fantasy soccer team is is let's talk about Sess. Yeah. Um, you got you got to love short, that short conversation for the time being. Right? Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I I I keep Reggie. I keep Reggie because of one thing and one thing only: injury history. That's, That's it. Fair. That's it. You keep whether Reggie is a, a your starter, and you and you have to work with him all summer long and get to get him up to speed and to get him because he's he's a traditional he's a traditional left back, and he can play that. And we've seen him play that position very well. We've seen him have some defensive lapses too, but um, I think he's still trying to learn the system. He's trying to still trying to learn how to be a wing back and he can be a wing back. He's very, very fast. Um, he wants to score goals more than in, in that position, more than putting the, putting the deep cross in. But um, I, I love him purely because he doesn't have an injury history. Like Sassanian does. I mean, that, you know, in, in a long-term investment, you have to think about that. Um, and if you can get money for Sessignon because he's very young, uh, still go get money for Sessignon because he's very young. Here first, you heard it here. All right, let's do this, boys. We've had the serious half of the podcast. It's time to break into the uh, off the rails portion. You guys ready for it? Always. All right, good. Steve, last week you hijacked the off the rails portion and you backed into your corner early. So I'm controlling things this week. That will not happen. You will get into your corner when I tell you to. But but right now it's more important that, that something else happen. And Steve, I want to let you ask a really important question so that we can move on to the next part. Before I ask this important question, I just want to be clear <laughs> that nobody puts Steve in the corner. He All puts right? himself in the corner. Absolutely. Yes, I paint myself into a corner and leave myself no room for escape. And then I have to do the only sensible thing, and that's double down on my outlandish claims. Which you will hold off on for a little bit, right? Because for a little a while longer. I still true. think he's gonna blame you, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, Mike, I've got this beer that I'm drinking right now. It's called Sour Bunnies. I almost bought that today. I like sour and I like this a lot, but you know, nobody comes to our podcast to listen about what Steve is drinking. They want to know, Hey Mike, what you drinking? Well, Steve, oh. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Today uh, I have a, I have an offering from uh, one of my favorite, favorite breweries and nobody, and nobody ever thinks about it because they just kind of uh, lost out there in Morrisville, Vermont. 
Um, Budweiser. Bud- Budweiser, yes. We have a big Budweiser plant in, Morris, in Morrisville, Vermont. Um, uh, Lost Nation Brewing. Um, I love this place. It, it is the place I made the first Gosa I ever had, which is uh, which is legit the first um, out-of-the-box type beer that I've ever had. Uh, they make a phenomenal single-hopped IPA uh, called uh, Mosaic, and it's made with you heard it here, uh, mosaic hops. Um, no, but yeah, single hopped. You'd never think to call your beer mosaic after the hops that you used. Um, they're groundbreaking at Lost Nation. Um, I had no idea, but I did. It's truly, it's true that I had no idea what a gosa was, um, until I had one, uh, there and uh, their head brewer explained it to me for about 25 minutes and I almost fell asleep. <laughs> um, all the things I, w- I never knew about Agosa uh, that I still don't know because I glazed over like two minutes into the conversation. However, um, I saw this. I wanted to have it because uh, of my, re- I recently found out that I'm not Polish. I, I am Czech. Um, I wanted to have this, uh, yeah, it's crazy, Steve. I know. I know. I see you shaking your head. Um, but I wanted to have this uh, purely because of that. Uh, it's a Czech. It's a Czech style amber lager. It's 15 degree amber lager. I have no idea what that means. I don't really care as long as this beer is good. It's got a really cool label. Uh, it's called Dobre uh, Pivo, which uh, roughly translates into good beer. Um, Pivo means beer in Czech, and Dobre means well or good. Now, okay mike did you look that up or did you have to check it first no no, no i looked i looked that shit up i check it yeah thank you <laughs> i got you i got you i love you steve man you're great i love you um last time i'm gonna hear that on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um i yeah i have legit spent more time with steve today than i have with my family so this is uh this is great um it's got a cool label. Um, it's got the little the the little farmhouse with the moon behind it, uh, which is the the hallmark of Lost Nation Brewing. Um, but it's also it's also got this cool like a uh, little castle on it. And uh, I keep saying that I'm going to post these pictures of this beer of these uh, beer cans on our uh, Twitter and um, Facebook pages, and I forget to do it. Um, but I'm going to do it this time. So let's get into this. Um, it's, you know, Czech, Czech Pilsners and Czech lagers are typically made with, uh, like Saz hops, Saz hops are, um, it's just a typical Pilsner type of a, type of a hop that you would, uh, that you use in finishing hops. Um, got my nice Pilsner glass here. Man, it smells really good. Oh, it's dark. Like an amber, it, it's it's amber colored, like an amber ale should be. I don't understand the fifteen degree. I don't know what that what that means. Is it probably means that it's probably cold fermented at fifteen degrees, possibly. I don't know. Wow, that fit right in there perfectly. I'm going to take a picture of this real quick for the for the fans. It actually refers to the uh, incline in which you need to drink that beer for maximum enjoyment. 
Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem, Steve, is that I poured this. There's absolutely no head on it because I poured it perfectly, uh, or maybe I haven't poured it perfectly, but it's very, it's, uh, it's up to the rim of the glass. I'm going to have to sip some off the top first before I can actually drink the beer. It smells really good. It looks really good. Yeah, but sure. For those of you keeping track at home, I am drinking my beer out of a can, like a Neanderthal. And I will continue to do so because I don't want to have to wash the glass after. Well, here's the deal. I, I uh, wipe all my cans. I'm uh, I'm weird like this, but I do wipe all, all my cans down because I don't know what goes on at breweries. Uh, I assume I, rats. Lots of rats just running across the top. It happens more at the macro breweries, but yes, that's that's very true. Um, so let's let's get into this. It looks great. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Look at that. It does look good. All right, here comes the reaction, folks. Oh, wow. That's an amber ale. <clears throat> that is that is an amber ale. Um, Astute tactical analysis, Mike, as it's always. Got, <laughs> it's got... It, it came in a can. It's got... What's that? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, I can't even get through these anymore. It's got, a, <laughs> it's got depth to it. Um, Does it also depth. have width? Length, it does maybe? not have width. It does not have width. Uh, it's got depth to it. It's got layers. So, I mean, the flavor kind of hits you. And it, like that caramel flavor. And then it just keeps, it keeps developing as you're, as you're swallowing, as you're drinking it. And, and it rolls past your, your taste buds. It, I don't understand. I don't understand this beer. It's, it's really good. It's crisp. Sounds- it's clean. But it, it has like, like a lone freighter review, doesn't it, Steve? Uh, mouth, no, no, it does not. Just wait for the lacing, Dave. Wait mouth, for the lacing. Mouthfeel. Mouth <laughs> so you have to have head no to have lacing. lacing. Mike, Mike had no head. <laughs> Get no head. Um, <laughs> That's unfortunate. Sorry, buddy. The first time Dave's ever made a blowjob joke. <laughs> but it I'm won't fine. be the last. Nice work, David. I was talking about your beer. You, you, yeah, you okay. go there. That's all on you, buddy. Um. So... <laughs> Again, off the rails. We've gone off the rails. Um, so, no, I mean the beer's really good. It's 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 complicated to me because I was just expecting kind of like a lagered amber ale, and and I'm and I'm getting like developing flavors as it's rolling past my tongue down my down my fat gullet. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this beer. So it's got it's got like caramel going on it's crisp and it's clean drinkable um so our our friend adam um our friend of the pod adam uh and contributor actually um i had posted a beer on the x uh, x ranch discord and he asked me to describe it with a song <clears throat> oh boy um so uh, it was uh, it was the strawberry whale cake beer from uh, from Burlington Beer, and I described it as uh, "and she was" by Talking Heads. Um, oh, and, and you know that's it's kind of a perfect you know fancy free kind of, and that's the, just the way it made me feel at the time. So like. 
on the spot here. This is this is this is gonna be a new thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read those lone freighter fucking reviews anymore because I'm sick and tired of that guy. I still think he's an Arsenal fan. He's part of Steve's curse. Um, he's a contributing factor. That's for he sure. is a contributing factor to that fucking curse. Um, so I'm gonna I'm. It's such a complicated beer. I'm gonna go with uh, with. Uh, I want to know what love is by foreigner. Um, okay. And, and I know at some point Dave wants me to sing this song, but I'm not going to do it. Um, but it, 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 I think I'm good right now. I think it, I'm good. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's kind of like this beer's clean. Like it's clean and it, like a soft rock song, you know, foreigners got a lot <laughs> of great soft rock songs. So it's kind of like clean, like a soft rock song, but like, I don't know how to describe it because it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a perfect amber ale. It's good. It's fizzy. It's light, but it's, it's a lagered amber ale. So it's not you necessarily know, Mike, it's really, even an ale. Like you can't really put funny lager and ale in the same, in the same sentence together because it, it doesn't work. When you say that song, like, oh, this makes me think of, um, early nineties, you know, I'm in the back end of my high school career and I'm working in this large um, sporting goods store in the shoe department and the background music, right. The Muzak that played, <laughs> right. They play like that. UB 40. Like what they just play all, all me. these, these. <laughs> so I can imagine like tidying the, uh, the shoe department to, to the, the song that describes the beer. And I don't know how I feel so, about that, to be honest with you. I, I might so feel I got- really good or I might feel awkward. I got two. I mean, the easy answer was Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Because it's Czech. Eh. So that was the easy answer. But no, I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to go foreigner. I've got. I've got two comments that I absolutely need to make. First and foremost, I just want to um, double down on Mike's foreigner uh, selection and just plead to our international audience for a moment and let them know: Look, we as Americans. Don't hate foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the eyes roll in the back of both of your heads. I'll take it. Um, that, Steve, that is the most Trumpy thing you have ever said since I've known you. <laughs> Anti-Trumpy. We don't hate foreigner. <laughs> no, no, that's Trumpy what you just said. Foreigner. We like foreigner. Like <laughs> We like foreigner. It's when you pluralize it that we have problems. No, I'm just <laughs> The second, the second observation uh, that I absolutely must make, or maybe it's a revelation, Dave. In the '90s, were you Al Bundy? Because Dave and I had this discussion Yes, he, not, he never scored four touchdowns in a game. Never scored four touchdowns in a game. I'll tell you what, Steve. First job, well, no. First job was detasseling corn. I don't know if you guys even know what that is, but that's hard work, man. Uh, that's under the table. Like they don't, people who are of age don't get to do that. But then I worked as a bus boy, which is also hard work. When I, when I got a job selling shoes and could get the discount on all the latest shoes that I want to get, I was in like 16 year old heaven, man. Like that was fan. That would have been the route that I should have gone. But instead I worked yeah. in an ice house at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Bagging, bag bagging bag and packing ice for shipment. Yeah. That was, I was like, ooh, look at these new Nikes. I want to get those. How much is that yeah. going to be with my discount? That was that was the game plan there. So, yeah, take that and shove it, Steve. I worked at a grocery <laughs> store like a normal person. Like I, a I, normal person. 
You know, you know, I, I just think that uh, I think we have our podcast title. That's all. What, what, do, what do you think it is? I want to know what love is. We like foreigner. <laughs> Steve, Steve no. like foreigner. <laughs> Spoken exactly like a trumpet. Yeah. You know? Steve, Steve, Steve is like not a trumpist. I not am a caveman. <laughs> Sorry, I think right, I one too many words there. <laughs> I we've got your uh, your song um alignment. I'm curious what your rating is on this bad boy. What are you thinking? Um out of 5. Well, it's it's widely known by uh by by people who know me that I love my fizzy yellow beers. Um well That's this is an piss. amber. You just described it, piss. In my in my imagination, piss doesn't sound. Uh, I don't think it's fizzy. fizzy it makes yellow. bubbles. It makes bubbles, but it's just the velocity that's hitting the water. Um. <laughs> uh, length okay. Times, length times width times depth. Um. Four point four. Oh. That's, that's, that's your highest ever. I want to say. This is a great beer. I, I think I've I think I've given a four point six out. Maybe this is I a great beer. I, I feel like four point three is the high. Steve, where where are we on the high high water mark with Mike? I can't think of anything past what happened 4.4. in the last maybe twenty seconds. So you're asking the wrong person. Four point four. So I'm going to say four point four, and I and and um I'm going to double down on my. Rating, rating by saying that I'm going to uh, drink this whole four pack tonight. Oh, well, and and I'm going to finish season three of uh, Formula One. So there you go. Hot diggity dog. Mike's having Hot a party diggity tonight. dog. That's I'm going to go fast. I'm going to go fast like those Ferraris. I uh, I catch up to me. I think I'm on uh, episode two or three of season four. So yeah, we'll we'll be right on on pace for each other. You see what I did there on pace? Uh, got you, got you. Yeah, got it. Bringing All the right, jokes. this has been this has been. Hey, Mike, what you drinking with uh, Lost Nations Dobre Pivo? I believe or Piro was it Piro? No, Dobre it's Piro. Pivo. Pivo. That's a V, not an R. Right, better, Dave. All right, let's move on. Steve, are you ready? This Dave, is your big chance. I am always ready. So knowing that we can't put you in a corner, but you are welcome to do whatever you like, uh, where would you like to go and what would you like to do? Well, Dave, rather than go into a corner, I would like to pull back a curtain and reveal to our <laughs> listening audience that you, Dave, are the man behind the curtain dictating what happens in these Spurs games. Wizard For lies. those of you at home listening to our pod, after we recorded... Last week, Dave said to us, hey, guys, I'm going to try to get up for the game this weekend. You know, we'll be able to watch it try, together. Try. Try. Yeah, well, you know, what we didn't know is that you had a much more nefarious plan where you bailed on us without so much as a word so that you could dictate what happened in today's game in order to help us pump our numbers for Wicked Spursy, you're going to be the one who breaks the news from now on as to what happens in these games. You can listen and, and take it as fact that Dave knows the outcome of the very next game because he's the one pulling the levers and controlling it. Now, I'm also going to double down that Dave 
you have a secret buddy that's on the coaching staff over at Tottenham that has also been contributing to the lackadaisical performance of this squad. And his name is Mr. Ryan Mason. Ryan Mason is going out of his way to make the rest of the squad look bad so that comparatively his good buddy, Harry Winks looks like a stud and does not get sold. Think about it. Ryan Mason has been involved in some really piss poor Spurs performances as an assistant coach. Why? So that he can make Harry Winks look better. We haven't sold him yet. Have we? There was every indication that we could have sold both him very handsome. years ago and made relatively decent money strictly because of the English tax. But we did it, and it's because Dave and Ryan Mason are in cahoots to control the outcome of Spurs games so that when he starts his mildly successful podcast, he can help boost those numbers by starting to, to make these outlandish predictions that turn out to be true. I'm on to you, Dave. If you had just shown up today, I might not have known any better. I might have let it slide and just assumed that it was just Ryan Mason working uh, on his own to derail this team. But Dave, you showed your hand. You shouldn't have said anything. The second you gave me hope and took it away from me, I knew that there was something going on in the background. I just knew it. You are caught, sir. I really thought that you were going to say that Dave has like Gray's sports almanac. Maybe? I don't Steve, Steve, I'm at a loss, man. I'm at a loss. Um, you, you, you've just been the host has been blamed. I've just been just been put on blast. Yeah, what I, I I'm say? curious. I I'm said, curious the connection. How this how this will boost our pod uh, listenership. What is because how does at that the end work? of this episode? You're gonna say, hey, you know, let's look ahead to the next game that we've got going on. What do you guys think? And then you're gonna make some bullshit prediction about whether or not we turn it around or just continue to shit the bed. And whatever you say is going to dictate what actually happens in the next game. Guaranteed. In Dave's will, defense. So, so, but actually, before you go, Mike, that's true. And I am going to do that, and I am going to be correct. So you are right about that. But, but Mike, go ahead and defend me, please. I would in, in, Dave, in Dave's defense, uh, Steve, in the past, you were the fucking weird, oddly accurate prediction dude. I didn't like it then. I don't like it. I don't like it now. Even if it's coming from David. Um, but here's one thing I do know. I do know that the three of us have beards. I also know that the two guys with the longest beards are David and I. And I do know that Steve's beard is a suspicious looking beard. It's true. I'll give you that. It could have been painted on. I don't even know if this is Steve that's talking. It could be it could be anyone. My beard has more gray in it. So Steve, you should just be more respectful to your elders is really what I'm what I'm thinking in this moment. So this is where I'm going with this. I also have gray in my beard. I also have gray in my beard. Days is a little more uh coiffured than mine. Uh that's my big word of the week. Steve. Steve. 
um, but we're Dave and I have the gray hairs in our beard, and and Steve needs to be more respectful to his elders. Counterpoint: yeah, right. I'm right. a millennial, and anybody older than me is a boomer, and I don't have to listen to them. <laughs> Anyone older than you? No worldview revealed, the right there. <laughs> worldview revealed. The Dave and I have boomer parents. Dave and I have boomer parents. We are Gen Xers, and we're proud. <laughs> <laughs> don't get us started steve don't get us started all right so listen you little punk uh here's what i <laughs> here's what i'm thinking we're finishing fifth we're gonna lose to arsenal and liverpool i'm just throwing that out there those are the predictions that's what's gonna happen i'm gonna go back so far as to say beginning of this season nuno era this guy talking right here said we will finish somewhere between fourth and seventh. I realize that's a pretty broad spread that basically accounts for all levels of European competition. I do understand, you know, it's a little bit of hedging your bets. But honestly, I think we're going to land right where where we should. We're going to screw it up. We're not as good at game planning for other teams because we don't have the personnel. So we're, we're going to lose to Arsenal and we're going to lose to Liverpool. Both of those are going to suck. And I wouldn't be shocked if we draw with somebody like Norwich away, or um, if we, if we struggle with Lester, you know what I mean? Like there are just the likelihood that we're going to have more struggles than we should. I hate to say it. I hope that Conte's play is that he's sticking with his system to just expose how bad we are in the positions that he wants to replace and that he will be backed. If he's not backed, I'm a little bit scared because um, that'll be, that'll be scary, right? If we're Europa bound and he's not backed, that's when I think you see, uh, folks like Kane start doing the whole I'm out of here dance again. And you see Conte walk whenever he wants to walk. So those are my predictions, Steve. If I'm right, you can say I was. I hope to hell I'm wrong because that'd be great to be wrong about those. Steve, response? What do you think? Well, you know, Dave, now I'm thinking that you're saying these things so that you can be wrong, in which case we should expect the exact opposite to happen because you're trying to turn everybody off of your scent now that I've put the spotlight on you. So I'm going to call bullshit on everything you just said, and I think we're going to beat Arsenal and Liverpool solely because you said we wouldn't. You're not pulling a fast run over on me. I got up pretty damn early this morning. Perfect. Perfect. Let's see it happen. Mike, what do you think is happening? Dave, like, yeah, cool, man. <laughs> Great. Um, so, um, what well, we got Lester next week, right? Yep. Let's let's talk about this because uh, uh, is, is Lester away? No, Lester at home. Lester's at home because uh, if you remember, uh, we anointed Steve Bergwine, uh, Stephen, That's right? Stephen J. Bergwine. Uh, I, I say J because he's got a J in his last name for really no other reason than the fact that he's you know you can't pronounce his last name properly um there's there's no way to pronounce that j in his name i'm just saying is there no so i i got radio silence from david on that he's he's giggling silently <laughs> it's like the t in your last name do you actually pronounce Even that his, i'm not sure yeah because the tch means but what would it be if there was no T? If there was no T, what would it be? No, it's versus. Wait, do that again for the audience. I I want them to hear the distinction. Okay, so it's 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 the vanilla it's the vanilla ice we didn't steal from Queen thing, right? It's the it's the it's versus. 
You have to pronounce oh, that fantastic. T. Popovich. There's the episode Pop- title. Versus. Okay. It's bitch versus bitch. All right. That's all I'm saying. Um. So we're wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you say the word R I C H, Mike? Rich. How do you say the word W I T C H? Which? Mm, oh, okay. So I can hear the difference. All right. Please continue. <laughs> There's a T in there. God damn it. Anyway, you don't pronounce the J. That's all I'm saying. Stephen J. Bergwine. When we when we pronounce him the second coming of of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, because what? he scored two goals at the end of the game, we were we were, you know, it was a pretty it was a pretty rough game for Spurs until until those last few minutes, um, and it was in that it was in that stretch where we had um, we had beaten Southampton and then ended up losing to Southampton. It was in that same stretch, right? And then we pulled off this last minute thing and all the Spurs fans in, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the corner uh, at at King power stadium uh, lost their fucking minds thinking that this was fucking the second coming of Lucas Mora, you know, in Ajax, you know, Um, it was super fun. We had a great time with it. Stephen Stephen J Bergwine is not the is not the answer. He I also think he needs to be sold um, because he just hasn't produced. If he can't get into a team anywhere and isn't willing to change to get into that team or work harder to get into that team, he needs to be sold. He can't get onto a field in a game like today, even in even in a a. a uh, you know, a substitution role, you know, I think Conte probably would have put on Harvey white before he put him on. Um, I think Burwine doesn't want to be here. I th- I think he has some friends on the team, but I don't think he wants to be here. So anyway, getting into Lester, um, this game's going to be tough again. Uh, I know they're in bad form. Their defense is really, really, really bad. Um, they lose today. I, I forget what happened with them. No, I think they drew, right? Okay. It was they drew zero zero. And uh yeah, and I just think I, I, I just think that this game is gonna be tough again for us. Um Brennan Rogers is a really good coach. He game plans well. Um he's gonna have his he's gonna have his guys up. Um hopefully Jamie Vardy isn't back for that because I fucking hate that dude. Um but I think as, as long as they have no attacking presence, Spurs, Spurs have Spurs have a shot at it. The the problem is that Spurs have have this issue where that I think that they again I'm gonna have to say it again they figured us out. So if we can't play in the midfield, um, be creative and progressive as well as defensive, then um, we're not gonna have a shot in this game. Um, because if there's one spot that Lester is strong, it's in the midfield. Um, uh, Madison is Madison is very very good, um, but he, I, I I really hesitate to say that Spurs can win this game. I don't know that they can win this game in their current run of form. Um, 
they they got this uh, i wanted like i said before i wanted them to have a little bit of swagger they didn't they got the swagger but they didn't continue to progress and play the way that they were that gave them that swagger so i i, I want spurs to show me that they can come out they can be on the front foot and they can they can pass the ball all over the field on these teams that want to cut off those lanes because when they're cutting off those lanes, there has to be a way for, for these, these really good players we have. We do have really good players to, to turn and find other lanes because if one lane is cut off, there's another lane that's open. We're just not seeing it right now. And if we think we're going to finish fourth, then we have to we have to find those lanes because if you think that Liverpool and Arsenal are not going to come out and 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 really and really press the issue because um, right now Arsenal is like a is like a really rabid dog backed into a corner and and I stupid cliches and shit. Um, they really are. They're backed. They were backed into a corner after that three game skid. Um, Liverpool is playing for a championship right now. Those two teams are going to come out and they're going to bring their A games against us. We might not be looking at another draw with Liverpool. Um, maybe we are. Who knows? But like we have to, we have to play those games and get the points from those teams outside of those two those two those two teams. We have to get those points. Every single game, I, I I know we've been saying it, but for the past four weeks, every single game is must win. In these last two weeks, we have not won. Uh, Man United is out now. Um, they're they're done. Man United, if they're lucky right now, end up in Conference League because Wolves are not backing down from anything. West Ham, West Ham looks primed to win. Uh, to win Europa. So, I mean, what are we looking at here? We, we might end up in Europa. I, I kind of agree with Dave that we're going to end up in fifth. Um, Arsenal and Liverpool are going to be our downfall and a draw with a, with a shitty team. Uh, I think it's going to come from Leicester. Um, it will happen. And looking back, Mike, on that Stephen J. Bergwine game, as you put it, I, my recollection of that is is my take until the Bergwijn stuff happened at the end. We didn't deserve to win that game. Um, I think no. I think our our fan base collectively got got way too high about that, and that was that was awesome. That that post game revelry was cool, and there were some really cool pictures some and fun vibes, stuff that happened. Right? Vibes yeah. that came from all of that, right? But truthfully, we put, we played a crappy game, and that's why we found ourselves in that position. And I think we're still still vulnerable to that, especially with that, and that's because Brendan Rodgers is a very good coach. Yeah, yeah. He'll game plan for us like everybody seems to do. Steve, what do you think, uh, absent your lunatic uh, fringe vibe a little bit earlier, what do you think is actually going to happen in coming weeks? Lunatic? <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave. <laughs> How many times do I have to say it on this podcast? If you paint me into this corner, I'm just going to double down on the lunacy. <laughs> At least you call it what it is. That's good. Well, yeah, I mean, not Sorry, I almost said I'm not stupid, but I don't want to uh, offend Mike over there. That would just be fucking tragic if I use some 
unsavory language. Um, where was I going with this? Right, I was giving you my thoughts. Uh, honestly, I think we turn it around against Leicester. Leicester's a team that likes to attack. I can't see them parking the bus as much as uh, like a Brentford is, who is, you know, they're not technically safe from the relegation spot, so they kind of need to be a little bit more defensive. They were missing a couple key players, so I I, I get it. Brighton was always going to set up that way. Leicester, I think, is going to be more open. I think there will be more space, and I think Spurs will buck this trend and, and turn things around uh, at Leicester. Whether it's a consistent thing is another story. I think we'll um, give ourselves some hope with a nice win against Leicester, and then we'll go back to shitting the bed for a little bit in the very next game, uh, which will put the North London Derby at uh, a Derby. 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 Uh, it'll make it difficult. Uh, <laughs> it's going to make it uh, anxiety-inducing, butt-clenching. It's just going to be a heart attack waiting to happen. Um. But yeah, that's that's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to get a little bit of hope here. And then in traditional Spurs fashion, they're going to shank it. And we're just going to be miserable for the rest of our run-in, hoping, okay, well, maybe if they drop points here, then we can pick some up. And it's going to be a nightmare finish. But that nightmare only happens if we get a little bit of hope back first. That's my That's my prediction. It only happens if we get hope back first. I like it. I like it. Hey, Mike, I want to ask you this before I come to you for your closing thoughts. So if an English person was attending a large horse race in the United States and they called it the Kentucky Derby, what would you say to them? I would say there's say anything. E. The fists would fly. I would say well, that there's, there's an E in the word. So how would you tell them to pronounce it? Derby. Why? Because there's an E in the word. There's no A. And because that's how we pronounce the word, right? We here in the United States pronounce the word as derby. No, no, no. Because we for, we for our for our sporting event. Is no, that, because we have a, no because because we have a common we have a common language with common letters. Yeah, but Maybe. I say tomato, not tomato. What do you say? Tomato. Who the hell says tomato? Nobody actually Lots says of people. that. No, 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 that's say. not even true. That's Name even true. one person. That's a goddamn song. It, it was a, you say tomato. Well, tomato, you don't just make up a song about nothing. The, the songs. People make thing up songs about nothing all the time. Look at Foreigner. <laughs> Mike, you get my point. It's, <laughs> it's Derby here because that's what we say it as. So it, over there, and by over there, I mean in England for our English friends. No offense is meant by referring to you as over you know there. What? But you know speaking of that, that's a song, World War One era, like, you know, um, patriotic type stuff. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting off track. Dave, I want to jump If they want to call it a Derby, that's their pronunciation to call it a Derby. I, I want to jump into your corner us. for a second and double down on Ooh. this. Wait, are, are you putting me in a corner? No, I'm, I'm jumping in. I'm coming to your defense. Mike, you said Perfect. something that was very interesting to me. You said it's pronounced Derby because there's an E in it. So explain fucking Worcester. Explain that to me. All these fucking Boston people. It's Worcester. It's Worcester. Where's the fucking R? Where's the R? You're not pronouncing the R. You're wrong. Everybody who says Worcester is wrong. I just alienated our audience, didn't I? 
No, well, that happens. That happens. Warchester. I don't. Know, I don't know if Steve. I don't know if you're in my corner or not on that. I, I think you. You put me. I in really don't corner. think. I don't think you are in his corner. Um, <laughs> no. No. You're joking. You're making. You, I'm in a round room. You're making. Corners. You're making a new. You're making a new point versus a counterpoint. Uh, you know. <laughs> if we pronounce words because of the letters that are in them, then how come Worcester is pronounced Worcester and not? Because have you heard the people from Boston speak? Sadly, yeah, everything is fucking. You, you know, we had a fucking wicked piss at the fucking game. So, today. so wait a second. Every Are you fucking that guy based is on the region wicked, that the person is, is in, wicked. they can pronounce something differently. Today was a fucking this this game over here was fucking wicked piss today. I see what you're doing. Steve. It was fucking I'm boring. Uh, uh. I'm with you now. I'm with you. Wicked. He's... We had a wicked Spursy fucking performance today. Uh, the fucking Spurs. You, know, you hear him talking like that. And you want to punch them in the face, and I get it, but it's it, it's that's that's it's not it's not pronunciation it's not pronunciation because of <laughs> letters that are in a goddamn fucking word. It's pronunciation because of their accent. You you guys ever see that um, Chappelle show skit Samuel Jackson? Yeah, of course. Yeah, There's, this is how this I is- talk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, Mike. I, I think. Deep blue? <laughs> yeah. All right, Mikey. How about uh, how about your closing thoughts? What do you got for us? So, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go, um, with my closing thoughts. I want to say that like, um, Spurs have a, a run of matches that like I I told Steve today that I thought was um less favorable than Arsenal's. Uh, I went and looked at it again. I think Arsenal's got a tougher road. Um, and, but, but um, Arsenal's in good form right now. They are like that dog backed into that rabid dog backed into a corner. Um, and they're going to just, they're going to come out biting and they're going to come out fighting. Um, and the, the, the problem, the problem with that is the fact that, they're beating teams that we think should beat them or draw with them. Um, Saka is a very, very good player. Um, but I, I think that our problem as Spurs fans is that we're focusing too much on Arsenal. Does that make sense? Rather than focusing on our own team and, and our own in our own uh, run of matches coming up. Um we need to put we need to kind of put blinders on as fans um and we have to understand that there was when when antonio conte was hired um after the nuno debacle there was zero chance that we were making top four zero right we i think we kind of all resigned ourselves to the fact that there was still after 3 4 5 matches with Conte that there was still zero chance of making top four because Conte himself told us there's zero chance that we're making top four. This is not the year to, to worry about that. Now that there's a spot open in top four, maybe top three, if Chelsea just decides to throw in the fucking towel, like Lester usually does at the end of the season. Um, we have a chance to, to do something that 
we didn't think could happen that the coaches didn't the coach the manager didn't think could happen we as fans we we have the opportunity to watch watch our team do this right but we have to have the blinders on we have to understand that top 4 is a very 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 hard thing to do um especially in english soccer there are so many teams that are always involved in top 4 um top in 3 or 4 for the for the entirety of the season um and it goes back into kind of Steve's little conspiracy thing that top four is cursed, but um, it kind of is in a way that there are so many teams that are constantly fighting for that spot that um, tactics and, it, and all that kind of stuff kind of get thrown out the window because, and, and, and results happen that you don't expect because these teams are fighting so hard for this. Um, my only problem is that Spurs haven't shown that they want to fight for it in the past two weeks. Um, again, like I said, I think it's kind of a one-off or a one-and-a-half-off. I, I I really think this team is good, and I think that um, this team has the capability of making top four. Um, but I think they're going to fall just short, probably by a couple of points at the end, and it's going to be because of a, of a shit performance versus a team that we should beat. And I've said this over and over and over again. You hope for the best against those top four, four teams, four or five teams, right? You hope for the best you can win. You hope for a win. You hope for a draw. Maybe that happens and you pick up points. You shouldn't pick up. You really need to beat those lower table teams, which we're not doing. Those bottom eight teams, we're not doing. Those mid-table teams, you are happy with a win or a draw against. Um, we're not even doing that right now, right? Um, we needed to beat this team today. Um, I think we should have beat this team today. I don't think they're better than us. I think they're we got out game planned, and that's what happens in these Conte kind of systems is that they get figured out quickly, and that's the reason Conte doesn't stick around, right? He gets figured out, and then he moves on to another place. You know, he's going to be in fucking Portugal next. Like you said, we might fall a couple points short, and I can't help but think that um, the two points we left on the table today could be yeah. the undoing of, of of that top four chance, right? It, it could be today. I mean, and and you know, you can say that happened months ago when we sure, sure. lost to Chelsea. You know, I yep. mean. You can't you can't dwell on one game or another because you know it, then you start pulling your fucking hair out and that's where um, you start coming up with conspiracies and shit. <laughs> Goodness gracious, we don't want that to happen, do we? Speaking Absolutely. of that, speaking of that, Steve, what are your closing thoughts? Uh, I'm going to keep it brief because I'm convinced that the more I talk and the longer I talk, uh, the less I have to worry about you painting me into a corner and the more I have to worry about you putting me in some padded walls, uh, try to keep me safe for myself. So um, in closing, I don't think I will need to buy a Winx jersey at the end of the season. And I think I'm okay with that. I'll spend my money on a, on a nice Kulisevsky jersey going into the next season and I'll hope for the best, but 
Yeah, I'm not getting my hopes up on that top four. Um, and I'm really glad I made that bet now because now I've, I've come to peace with it and, and honestly feel a little good about it. There it is. All right, that's all we got. I think the closing thought that I would have is just the takeaway. I think all three of us um, are of the belief the top four may be out of reach and are sort of okay with that because that's an accurate assessment of where we are. And uh, for me... I just look ahead to the summer. I'm hoping for an eventful, exciting summer where we can see a new a new team format kind of take shape. And if we don't, man, that's going to speak volumes. But uh, if we do, that'll be really cool and really exciting. So that's where we are. You're also um, looking. As, you're also looking forward to the unraveling of Mike as the ITK comes in all summer long. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a whole disaster <laughs> also too. True. <laughs> that's right. I was I was I was just getting used to not having Mike on the ITK tip all the time, but I guess I guess it's coming back. Reading all, all right. Italian newspapers. <laughs> that's right. Mike, Mike, breaking news that I read on Twitter like eight hours ago. You know, like, thanks, Mike. Glad, <laughs> Il Gaz- Glad Il Gazetta got in touch with you when you Googled it to see what the what the word on the street was. <laughs> um, Breaking, hey, our, that's our it. Ted are best friends with Antonio Conte. <laughs> we are uh, we we are done for this one. It's been interesting. Um, we'll see what the uh, I'm thinking disgusting and stupid is going to be our pod title, but we'll see. I need to get permission from Mike if we can use that word, but uh, Hey, to our listeners, we appreciate you. We'll be back next week, hopefully with, with a good analysis of a good game and uh, Mike and Steve appreciate you guys. Final words as we go, Steve. If it's not a good analysis of a good game, it will definitely be an off the rails conversation about who knows what. Don't be an asshole, people. Just be kind. Of course, of course, of course, of course. And Michael. Safe, everyone.